rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hey everyone, my name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitchers. Thank you for sticking with the show and being a patron of the show. As you see, we goddamn need it because we got problems. We got a lot of technical problems. Maybe one day we'll be in a studio and there'll be a real live engineer and they'll have a lot of people running around saying, and I'll be screaming, get me my coffee. And no, I wouldn't do that. Only scream at Republicans and assholes and people who piss me off. But all right, listen, I I just want to thank you, Jim. I'm looking at the chat, at the super chat, just right out of the bat, super chat. That make that means a lot of. Uh, that's if, for people who don't know. That is, you can donate on YouTube using a super chat. Last week uh, we had some super chats and Mr. Browning, hello, super chatting. This is really making me very embarrassed. I get embarrassed, but I'm appreciative. Uh, and I think um, I did it. I think Joey Bay gave gave a super chat last week and i did i only saw it after the fact so i want to apologize and um sometimes that happens because there's so many things happening so thank you and if you can please please become a patron and i also want to thank i received a very generous donation from ronald caldron calder i'm sorry i suck at names i really do i'm really sorry so ronald C. Ronald C. This is why I tell everybody's. I just do when I do thank the patrons. It's just the last initial because I mangle the names. I received a very generous donation from Ronald, and I want to thank you. And I also want to thank Jude Morford. Mord Morford. See, I can't even pronounce the easy names. She is a is a longtime supporter of me and Tara Buster and Republican Dirty Tricks, and now RDT Daily. And I, I want to thank everyone who uh, really keeps it going. It keeps me going. And it keeps me going and keeps us going in this time of fascism. We don't, let's not get confused. We're not a functioning democracy. We're not a, uh, you know, uh, we're not the greatest country on earth. We have a lot of potential. I believe in the the promises of the founding documents. I believe that we have amazing potential, but we, but because human beings have amazing potential, all of us together, we can do amazing things. But if we're in a system that doesn't promote humanity, sanity, intelligence, unity, any, uh, anything that is worth a decency that then um you know it's gonna be we're uh, we're gonna be in trouble so i i was listening to mike malloy the other day and one of mike and uh bob not bob kincaid but uh bob alexander had years ago and i've been listening to mike for many years as many of this us do and 
he and Bob Alexander sends in his, his uh, updates. And about ten years ago, he left. He he, we've been following his journey to become a Canadian citizen, and he picked up and left the United States when it was under George W. Bush, another Republican president who squatted in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, and who lied us into a war, who tried to raid our Social Security, and on and on. Another criminal administration. And uh, so he recently received his letter welcoming him to Canada as a Canadian citizen. And I was listening to Mike Malloy, and uh, it actually made me cry listening to the, the letter that he received and I'm just looking it up. Maybe I can uh, find it letter that people get when they let's welcoming them. Anyway, maybe I don't. I should. I I didn't think I was going to talk about this, but it, I was listen. I was in an elevator. Was listening to it on the podcast, and I literally had tears coming down my face because it was welcoming Bob to. Uh, to, to Canada, but describing the kind of society that Canadians are, how they how they cherish not just democracy but diversity, and how the that he and his family are now part of the a, a great tradition that they you know and they said welcome home at the end. No, I'm tearing up thinking about it because what I and I guess it was it's. I'm sad. I'm sad for this country. I'm sad for the United States, for the the potential that we are that's that's slipping through our fingers, that we're no longer looked at as the good guys. I I mean I know that there's the reality and then there's the the history that we learn in second grade, which is of course completely whitewashed, literally and figuratively, right? But I, I, I guess I grieve for that, that child who believed that we were the good guys. I remember learning about some, you know, my father was a big World War II history buff, so I knew a lot about World War II growing up, and I learned about Nazi Germany and, uh, and, and concentration camps and, and uh, but I I I uh, always remember feeling proud that we were the good guys. That's what I thought in my child's mind. We we did the right thing, and that we had that when my father told me about how the how the Germans were were surrendering and how they wanted to surrender to the United States because they knew that we would treat them decently. And as opposed to the Russians, who would they would end up in in another form of concentration camps. And I thought I remember feeling good about that. We're the good guys. We uh, and and it takes strength to be the good guys. But we, I guess it's uh, it's really depressing when we're not the good guys. We're we're an embarrassment. Where because good guys get to we we we're capable of looking in the mirror that's how you become a good guy that's how you're a good guy 
You're you don't leave people behind. You're not a douchebag. You you try to be you try to do the right thing. Maybe you fall short, but you know, there's other values at stake here. There's democratic values. There's humane values. There's humanity. There's decency. There's unity, e pluribus unum, all those things that the higher ideals that the country is built upon. It's really that is truly built upon, regardless of the hypocrisy of the flawed human beings who wrote those words, but we know our potential. We do have that potential. We are capable of great things. But we're being held back by a cabal of crime, of, of a crime family, of mobsters, criminals, hucksters. I swear, it's, um, it, it, how, when is it going to end? And so I wanted to talk about the Democratic debate. And I was like, should I talk about this again? Because I know every week we're, we're talking about it. But, I, you know, this is the primary. And I fear the end of this thing. I fear that we're we're going to blow it again. I see I feel deja vu about the Democratic National Committee is uh pushing the centrist and of course not just the D, the Democratic National Committee, but uh the the corporate media. Of course. What they have a vested interest in maintaining a Neo-feudal corporate... No, well, is it neo-feudal? Yeah, I guess so. It's a neo-feudal corporate state. I'm not sure how you would describe it. How would, how would historians of the future describe this system where you're, you have such immense corporate power controlling government and controlling the representatives they're, they're, uh, where legal bribes are built right into the system. How would you describe that? It's a neo-feudal corporate state because it's sort of like a feudalism because you have to go find a lord to serve that lord being your corporate whatever it might be. It's not a person. It's a corporation. A, a corporate entity where you go and you beg for benefits and maybe you get a retirement, you get a 401k and maybe if you save, you can retire, which you, I mean, we all know that whole 401k thing is a scam too. There's no, What is the value here? Oh, so we used to understand that when you work, that everybody deserves a living wage. At least, you know, we understood this for a period of time because we had a 35% unionization uh, in this country. So that kind of set, set the floor but we understood there was a there was an understanding that after a lifetime of work you could retire unlike you know republicans they want to raise the retirement they always want to raise the retirement age because you're supposed to drop dead i suppose on the you know as you're laying bricks you know it's one thing if you're a lawyer or you're a, a freaking supreme court justice or you're you know squatting in the white house despite, well i guess the white house that doesn't count because there's a there's an end date there. But or let's say you're a senator, squatting in the in the Senate despite receiving fewer votes, and that's the Republican Party in a nutshell. They so it is one thing if you make a living doing that, but if you're a laborer, um, the, you gotta retire eventually. Your body breaks down. You can't drive an Uber constantly. What are you supposed to do? We're going to go back on the street selling apples, matchsticks. We got the the little matchstick girl back again. 
This is the new Gilded Age. That's how they're going to describe it. The new, it is a new Gilded Age. When you have the, such corporate power ruling the uh, our representatives, where people don't matter. Now, I, I guess this whole um, primary process, maybe, I don't know, maybe we matter a little bit in that, but not really because there are stopgaps between democracy really breaking out and what the corporations and the moneyed elite want us to do. They're what they're guiding us to do. Like they guide cows down. They make that whole, um, who's that? Temple Grand Grandin? Grandin was her name? She was, she's like an autistic, autistic person, but like someone who has a very particular mind she came up with a way to slaughter cows that that kept them calm, so they would walk around their the shoots uh, without getting panicked that 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 the knife was coming. Well, I mean, good good enough, I suppose. I guess just it's humane in a way where you just you know boom kill them, but that's how it is. It's we're being guided to an ultimate end where. We think we have a choice, I suppose, I, and then the choice gets limited. How are we? Are we really choosing when it's nonstop? Um, you know, propaganda. The, okay, so I wanted to talk about the the democratic debate because honestly, neoliberalism is the problem. That's it's. And for those who don't understand, neo neoliberalism is not liberalism as we know it here it's not being a liberal liberal it's really it's conservatism it's unfettered unregulated capitalism is neoliberalism and that's what we have with the i, I believe that the neoliberal dlc wing of the party is pushing that neoliberal so, so-called solution when that is what gave us twitler to begin with not just Republicans. And and how do we know? Okay, here comes the circular firing squad. But when, when we have Democrats using Republican talking points to attack the progressive policies, not only that people promote, oh, is that so far left? It's far left to have Medicare for all, to have some, have a universal health care that every other goddamn country has. So far left, right? But the uh, that the thing that was making my head explode during the debate was this the uh, the, the so-called Democrats calling themselves centrists spreading Republican lies, and I'm not just talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg. I'm surprised I can even say that name. We get the government we deserve frankly, not the one we need. So it's happening again. What they're doing is they are setting us up to lose again. We, if, and I believe if we have a centrist, be it a Amy Klobuchar, a Joe Biden, or he, I mean, maybe Pete Buttigieg, I think Pete Buttigieg, he, um, he's too young, frankly. He needs to go and read a book on FDR or something and get a clue 
I, he ha- he's very, uh, I'm very happy that there's, it's amazing, there's a gay man with a husband, an openly gay man running for the presidency. That's amazing. But um, that's, it's more than that. The, the him, he's, he's already disappointed me by using <laughs> numerous Republican talking points, including his whole, I'm not paying for rich kids to go to college. I hate that. That whole, that's a Republican talking point. It's the divide and conquer mentality. Oh, I don't want to pay for rich kids to go to college. But his, when he asked Bernie, why don't you trust the American people? That's, it, it, I, I almost screamed and broke my television. So let me just play the, it's a very short clip, but it's so you, in case you missed it, but. Where the hell is it? Eh, Here we go. Problem, Senator Sanders, with that damn bill that you wrote (laughs) and that Senator Warren backs, is that it doesn't trust the American people. I trust you to choose what makes the most sense for you, not my way or the highway. Now, look, I think we do have to go far beyond tinkering with the ACA. I propose Medicare for all who want it. We take a version of Medicare, we make it available for the American people, and if we're right as progressives that that public alternative is better, then the American people will figure that out for themselves. I trust the American people to make the right choice for them. Why don't you? Oh, that, uh, that, I mean, F you, buddy. I trust the American people. So now we're, go- we have to, and this is, okay, let me, let me, let me calm down and get my thoughts straight. That's the same argument that George W. Bush used to justify privatizing Social Security. I trust the American people to do what they think is right with their money. Why don't you? Why doesn't government? Get government out of the way. I trust the American people to scour through all of these insurance plans to spend. I mean, if you if you've spent a day or a week or a month on the goddamn exchange looking for a health care plan, you'll know what I mean. Everything. It, it, it's not it's not an easy thing. You have to sit down. You have to figure out what the hell is this? Each one has a little bit of a, an adjustment or an exclusion or this or that. It's like. What is plan A, plan B, numbs, bronze, metal? Uh, uh, it's a silver plan, it's a, but it doesn't have this. I mean, it's like you have to be so, uh, on top of everything else you have to be. You have to now become some kind of expert on healthcare policy and your rights and all that. Instead of worrying about what kind of doctor you want to say, oh, is my doctor in network? Is my doctor out of network? Is, are they changing plans? That's the other thing that, that is the Republican talking point with these, with, with, uh, these, these so-called centrists. Which they're not even centrists. They're Republicans. Let's get it real. So they, is that they, that they talk about, oh, you're going to rip health care away from millions of Americans. Why are you ripping health care away? Like Medicare for all is ripping health care away from people. It's the exact opposite of ripping health care away. And these same Democrats and Republicans, the same thing on the, in these instances, what they, they, uh, every year. Americans lose their plans because the company changes plans or the doctor is no longer in their plan or he's out of network or she's out of network or whatever. So 
the spreading of Republican talking points is bullshit, and I'm sick of it. The, and if any Democrat uses a Republican talking point to to fight for their agenda, they that's how you know they're not fighting for your best interest. So shut the fuck up, Amy Klobuchar, okay? I'm sick of her, really. I, I don't mean to start cursing so so early. But, I mean, I see Amy Klobuchar as, um, you know, part of the problem. Shut up, Amy Klobuchar. Did anybody, who, who wants an Amy Klobuchar, President Amy Klobuchar, besides the money to lead? Because if Joe Biden finally shits the bed and gets out of the race, they'll be like, okay, Amy Klobuchar, we'll give, give her, give us her, because she's not this crazy left winger who who thinks that everybody in nobody out is the only american value they we should all understand that we leave people behind in this country that's the american way that's the one i mean there's so many things that pissed me off about that debate and not none of them were that uh you know that that we're not progressive enough it's the way that everything is framed and I, I'm really disappointed in in all of the Democrats. Yeah, so, so they say, okay, every Democrat on stage is better than every Republican. Of course they are, but okay, I need see. I'm like I'm, I'm running out of my I'm running out of breath. I can't even breathe. But this is why we have a Twitler to begin with. I I feel like um, I'm screaming into the the wind and it's happening again so we're what we're going to be told what we're being told right now is that we we if we are too far left if we want if we if we promote progressive policies if we have a real progressive as a candidate we're gonna lose because no no republican is gonna vote for the democratic candidate like that's the argument they're making we can't go too far left because it's just, you know, the moderates, it's craziness. Most people are in the center. No, they're not. No, they're not. People, if you're paying attention, most people don't pay attention. That's what it is. They are too busy driving their Ubers and at their uniquely American low-paying jobs. They're not paying attention. That's what it is. And if you are paying attention, most people are normal people. It doesn't take much to convince them. Most people, they like their socialist social security. They like their socialist uh, Medicare. But all it takes is a little bit of leadership to explain these things. That's why we're here where we are, thanks to Bernie. So I, I kept hearing how, oh, Bernie's voice was going at the debate, ha, ha, ha. And then on Joe, on uh, Morning Joe, they literally played clips from Larry David mocking, you know, not mocking, but imitating Bernie Sanders and next to Bernie, you know, because he's a joke. That's the way they put it, right? They, 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 and, they and then they ripped into Julian, Julian Castro because, Julian, right? Yeah, I don't know how you, and uh, because he was, what a low blow, low blow. Get, are you fucking kidding me? Low blow? This is the goddamn presidency of the United effing states. Low blow? You And let me tell you, that the other thing is that they said that they fact-checked 
the um Julian Castro and he was wrong so Joe Biden did did not say what what he said he said he could, uh, and the fact is it's not true Joe Biden did say that you can buy it. and in fact let me play the clip then we'll talk about it job from your insurance company from your employer you automatically can buy into this you don't have no pre-existing condition can stop you from buying whoops whoops yes yeah uh did you hear that maybe i cu- i cut that off no you can buy into this you don't have no pre-existing condition can stop you from buying in that is what he said and julian castro then here i'll play that clip and that's a big difference because Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They, he wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would they not. They do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just you said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. Okay, let me... <laughs> wait a minute. Here. ...job from your insurance company, from your employer, you automatically can buy into this. You don't have no pre-existing condition. Okay. Am I nuts here? So then, well, I mean, we understand. Don't answer that. But wait a minute. My stupid video is not working. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So let's continue. And that's a big difference because Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They, he wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would they not. They do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just they said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. to buy in. If you qualify for are, you, are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe that you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. I said anyone I mean, like look, your grandmother who like, has no money. Need she a would, healthcare system. You're automatically, automatically enrolled. enrolls people, regardless of whether they choose to opt in or not. If you lose your job, for instance, his his healthcare plan would not automatically enroll you. You would have to opt in. My healthcare plan would. That's a big difference. I'm fulfilling fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama, and you're not. I'll be surprised to him. Yeah. So it's all these little jabs. That'll be a surprise to him because that I guess Biden is running on. I have a black friend named Barack Obama, right? That's my black friend. And what else is he running on? I'm not into nazis that's that's his platform i don't like nazis I, I i but let's be clear i think that all of the democratic candidates share that view there no one's a pro-nazi on that stage so i don't know um what else you got he's uh he's got some republican talking points calling bernie a socialist that's the one thing that really irritated me because he knows he's uh he's triggering that that funny bone that the that the that the Republican party conservatives in general have have exploited for over a century this we have been dealing with republicans and neoliberal D- DLC Dems whining about socialism for 
almost a hundred over a hundred years now. This is that's their standard charge, constantly. How how much longer? We they we have been smeared every time something that works for working people, the people who aren't born with a trust fund. That whenever we try to write the ship estate so it works for the general welfare, not just the welfare of the corporate elite, or we try to do something about this democracy-destroying income disparity the, and this democracy-destroying upward immobility that we have, that, that the United States is the least upwardly mobile, why is that okay? Then we hear about socialism. How much everybody hates socialism, but we want to keep all the socialist programs that are are allowing Americans, the seniors, to stay out of poverty, to keep uh, you know to nobody wants to touch them. They all want to be their defenders, even the freaking fascist GOP pretend to be the champions of the programs that they are that they hate. So, um. Now we have the DLC Democrats ch chiming in with their Republican talking points. The same old shit, different day. So he called Bernie a socialist. He said, oh, you for a socialist, and he, of course he leaves out the Democratic socialist because he wants to play on ignorance. It doesn't matter. Instead of educating people, instead of using a platform to educate the, the American people, because he, he'll use it to... to, to spread ignorance and to and to divide and to make sure nothing fundamentally changes that's joe biden's promise nothing will fundamentally change he told that to his donors that's that's something like that's change you can believe in and so we went from change we can believe in to nothing will will change but that I guess it, if uh, you're sitting in the catbird seats of power, then you're uh, you don't want anything to change. But I don't I, unless I, I can't I can't say that across the board, because if you're a sociopath, you don't want things to change. You you haven't you you don't have enough money. If you're a billionaire and you live in a country that is the most unequal, and you're you can't get enough and you know that uh, paying more taxes the taxes that you will never miss a little bit uh, one zero on your bank account that you will not spend in a thousand lifetimes might be might be removed and you because and, and for that sacrifice for your country that you pretend to love Everybody gets health care or everybody gets to go to school or, you know, leave no one behind. People get to retire. The entire middle class, we actually have a middle class, let's say. The working poor can be elevated into the middle class because we don't have a middle class. That's really the truth. We have a very small middle class. This just like the neo-feudal societies that the founders fought a revolution to escape. The, we, that's, that's the way it was set up. You had a, a, the concentrated wealth at the top, in, entrenched concentrated wealth that was passed on f from generation to generation. And thanks to the Republicans who, are, who reinstated the estate tax, uh, you know, not a reinstate, yeah, 
not reinstated it. They took, they did away with the estate tax. We now have intergenerational aristocracies where these, the, the, the new lords, the new American aristocracy can pass their fortunes, their ill-gotten gains down to their heirs tax-free. Just like in the old, good old days of merry old England. You know, that the founders escaped. They fought a revolution against the intergenerational aristocracy, but the Republicans didn't like that then. And I don't mean Republicans, I mean conservatives in that sense, in that instance, because it's the conservatives. They didn't want, they, they didn't want us to leave the bosom of the king or, and the natural lord. How do you know that, they, that they're better? Do you know by the fact that they have more money? Work and toil and shut up and, re, and you'll have a big mansion in heaven, for F's sake. Then everything will be equal. And we're not even calling for everything to be equal. We're, we're calling for a more equal society, a just society. It doesn't mean that everybody's the same. We're all wearing a uniform and everybody... You could still have rich people. There were still rich people, very rich people, during the Great Prosperity. No one's saying that everybody has to make the same amount of money. We're not talking about communism. For F's sake. I, I, this is a sickness in this country. But it's then the hypocrisy is beyond belief, really. It's it's almost unbearable. Let me see. Here's something. Wait, hold on. George W. Bush. Uh, we trust individual workers. Here's George W. Bush on Social Security. You know what else has changed on the on the issue? There are thousands of younger workers who understand that if our government doesn't think differently, they're either going to have to pay huge payroll tax increases or have major reduction in benefits. It doesn't have to be that way. We trust individual workers. And so our plan says we're going to keep that promise to our seniors, but we'll allow younger workers at their choice to invest some of their own money in the private market, you know. Unbelievable. So they can get a better rate of return. That's how we keep the promise. This is what... what uh, does that sound familiar? We trust the individual workers to give them the choice to invest. Yeah, so we have... Let's, why don't you trust the American people, Bernie? You know, Medicare for all. Let's trust the American people to pick from which rapacious, greed-centered, for-profit health insurance ghoul standing in your doctor denying care. You don't trust the American people either, Buttigieg, because you're putting a corporate flunky in our doctor's office. What Bernie is saying, he trusts the American people to know what effing doctor they can go to without having a for-profit rapacious healthcare ghoul saying, no, that one's not in network. That one's out of network. That one, oh, you're going to have to pay out of pocket for that. That one has a copay. That one is a, uh, that's co-insurance. That's a deductible. That's a, you know, it's like F you. And that's why it's completely backwards. We're, you don't trust? Yeah, no, Buttigieg, you don't trust. You don't trust the American people to understand, like, hey, we're sick of being ridden to the bank by a completely unnecessary industry that, that doesn't do anything. What does it do? It's a racket. It is the definition of a racket. 
it stands in between you. It, give, it takes your, it's a middleman racket. It takes skims 20% off the top so it could pay its investors and, or whatever, or buy corporate jets or gold-plated uh, faucets. This is uh, now, because of Obamacare, they can only skim 20% off the top. It used to be a free-for-all. So I don't know how they, you know, they don't matter. How do they live? How do they deal with uh, not taking a shit in a gold-plated toilet? Unbelievable. I'm so sick of this. So, yeah, that's that's socialism though, right? Oh, it's uh, we hate socialism. When everyone when when Americans get to have a little bit of freedom to go to a goddamn doctor, to have the medicine they need to stay alive a little bit longer despite maybe going to a movie theater and getting mowed down by some one of uh, Republican-inspired mass murderers. But, you know, it just pisses me off when I hear Republicans, I mean Democrats, <laughs> acting like Republicans. But this is what brought us to this, this point to begin with. That's why we're here. We're here not because the Democratic Party went too far left. And we and we just went bonkers out here, being so left. There's so much left out here, right? It's so left that we are the most unequal country in the OECE. Wait, OECD nations. That's we're so effing left. It's so nuts out here. We can't allow it to continue. There's so much far left bullshit going on, right? Because you know we have all this student loan debt. Yeah, there. Uh, Everyone needs to be an indentured servant to the bank. Then we'll be free, right? Everyone needs their for-profit health insurance racket telling them what doctor they can go to, excluding them from medication, uh, making the medication so expensive that they, they, they're cutting it in half and dropping dead while they're drop, driving their goddamn Ubers. <sighs> uh, it, it's, it's completely backwards. And I'm so sick of it, frankly. I'm tired of Buttigieg. Get off the stage with your Republican talking points. I'm seriously tired of Amy Klobuchar. Who the hell wants an Amy? Who wants Amy Klobuchar as a as the president? Come on, Amy effing Klobuchar. Did anybody? Did somebody say I really need an Amy Klobuchar president? I'd like to see Amy Klobuchar. What the hell? Uh, uh, do something for uh, what? Uh, uh, her stance is I'm a centrist. I'm moderate. I can work with Republicans. Oh, don't worry. I can work with the fascists. With, let's not get too crazy with this democracy thing. Let's not really have a government that works for all. Let's uh, give a little bit of fascism back. You know, corporations, they don't have enough money. They're not making enough profit. They're only making the most profit in the history of the goddamn world. The United States is only more unequal than it was in Ancient Rome, right? I, I, let me look that up. Yeah, oh, here comes Tara Jr. Wonderful. Wonderful. Why do you have to come over here? <laughs> Tara Jr. Jr. He's, he's, what are you doing? Come on, here he comes. <laughs> why? Every day, every show. Do you, why must you come over here every show? Huh? Can you explain that to me? You don't know why, right? You just have you're you're kind of running on automatic pilot. 
<sighs> okay, you can stay. He. It's just that he starts rubbing against the microphone and... I know. Sit down. Sit. He starts pushing things around. We have enough technical difficulties. Will you sit down, please? Sit. Sit down. Yes, okay. Sit down. Here's from the, the that that socialist rag called Business Insider. Some 1,500 years ago, after the fall of the Roman Empire, the supposedly advanced and progressive United States of America is plagued by even worse income inequality. Um, let's see. Tim Deschamps at Per Square Mile reached this conclusion based on a study by historians Walter Scheedle and Stephen Friesen. Rome's top 1% controlled 16% of the wealth compared to modern America where the top 1% controls, are you waiting? 40 effing percent of the wealth. Unbelievable. I think it's even worse now. This article was written in 2011. I I actually think it's wor it's worse. Let me let me look that up. Top 1% controls how much wealth? Let me look that up. Wealth. Dude, dude, I need to have some kind of something playing in the background when we have these periods of where I'm looking shit up. Okay, top in 2007, well, that's going... I'm looking at Wikipedia. It's not really the best... It's not really... You're not really supposed to use Wikipedia as a reference anymore because it's covered in trolls, Republican trolls, conservative trolls. That's another thing they've ruined. You see what I'm saying? Everything Republicans touch, they ruin. Even Wikipedia. That was a great idea. But they had to screw it up with their lies, their filthy right-wing lies. What is wrong with them? Why do they have to make everything suck? What, what is wrong with them? Would they please get the goddamn help they desperately need? Yeah, you know what? We have a mental health problem in this country. It's called conservatism. They need to get the help they desperately need and stop effing with this society. We're just trying to live. We're sharing this blip in time together. And what, And it's going to be gone in an instant. In a blink of an eye, it'll be gone. And all the money in the world will not save you. So leave us alone. Let us have a civilization. Stop putting your filthy lies on Wikipedia. Stop lying in general. Stop spreading bullshit that trying to prevent people from having health care for christ's sakes of all things what is wrong with you conservatives R get the help that you need why are you so m m such so uncap incapable of functioning in a democracy if that is the case then get help because if you are a member if you're a human a member of the human race you well, you live in a community, I imagine, unless you're a goddamn hermit or something. But that's a mental illness, you know, that's rare. People, most people want to be with other people. That's the way we were wired. So stop being so tiny and afraid. And stop, I mean, the, 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 the sign that you're on the wrong side, 
is that you need to go on Wikipedia and change shit to to lie. What do you lie? Why do you need to lie? If you're such a great ideology, we'd all be flocking to it. If it worked, this country wouldn't be the most unequal. Oh, it must, oh, it's those migrants, right? It's the brown people. It's the people that want to come here. Not the ones who were born here thinking that, you know, uh, being white is the greatest thing they've ever done. Sickening. These sickening bastards. Let's see. They Let's see. At the end of this um, study, is what they're referring to, they make a point that's difficult to parse, yet provocative. They point out that the majority of the extant Roman runes resulted from the economics, ec- economic activities of the top one ten percent. Yet the di- oh this is, this is making no sense. Yet the disproportionate visibility of these all right that makes no sense. Okay, blah blah blah. Rewind because it does. I'm pulling this uh, this thing out of the air here. I'm reading a a paragraph that d- doesn't make sense with what we're talking about. Let's rewind that 30 seconds. According to the study, blah, blah, blah. I just went on Think Progress, even though Think Progress... Is that the one that closed? Yeah, that's the one that closed. Millions of Romans at the bottom of the empire's class structure, the conquered and the enslaved, the poorest Romans, and the women who had little civic or uh, or economic... Little civic or economic empowerment. That is kind of a sad statement right there. Little? They had absolutely zero. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Why would somebody write that? Unless, let me see who wrote this. Travis Waldron writes, The conquered and the enslaved, the poorest Roman, and the women who had little civic or economic empowerment. Women were nothing in ancient Rome, as they were in many societies. It was a completely patriarchal society. If women had power, it was very rare. Especially enslaved. Oh my god. Would probably disagree. Blah blah. Yeah, I guess so. I'm disagreeing. Still, it serves as another highlight how large the economic gap in the United States has become over the last three decades. Okay? So it's not always been this way. Not at all. In 2010, here's another article. This is an, oh, a, obviously an article from 2010. CEO pay went up 27%, while worker pay went up 2%. This is acceptable to us? Most, a conscious society would be in the streets. That This is the recipe for revolution. And the United States was set up for peaceful transfers of power. But obviously, the powerful, the ones who entrenched power and pulled the ladder up behind them, they don't want a peaceful transfer of power. They don't even want a peaceful sharing of power. They want it all. They don't like it when we have a say. A seat at the table? Forget it. They want a bunch of manipulatable dupes. And there are plenty of dupes who will agree with that and go along with it, as we know, in the, in the right wing. They're, they're a, uh, it, you know, it's very scary and sad the, how epidemic it is in the right wing, being a dupe. They're fine with having an authoritarian dictator, even one who's a con man. But are we fine with that? Are we fine with the scraps? Maybe we are. 
because I've, I watched that Democratic debate and I was like, this is a friggin' travesty. And so now we're going to hear how, oh, Bernie's voice hurt. Or he, he uh, I heard Joe Scarborough say Bernie was hoarse and screaming in, in the same sentence. He's like, yeah, he was so he was hoarse. And then he was complaining that he was screaming. I was like, oh, he's hoarse and screaming. That's quite a feat when you're hoarse. You really can't scream, but they're, who gives a shit? He's hoarse. What's he saying? He's hoarse because he's been screaming for the past 40 years, an entire life that uh, based in service to this, the working class. And he's been fighting and coming up with the so-called Democrat, you know, against the Democrats who are so-called the party of the people who, uh, was don't want to listen. That's why he's been screaming. He's been screaming that everything he's been saying is is coming true, has come true. How much longer are we going to take it? That's why I'm going to be hoarse. I'm hoarse. After a week of screaming, I'm constantly screaming. Sometimes I get hoarse. I Sometimes I get hoarse during the show. Does it matter? Oh, he's hoarse. Let's not vote for his policies. Let's have an Amy Klobuchar because Bernie's hoarse. Give me an effing break. And, that, and that's where what it comes down to. Oh, he's hoarse. And they they and then I saw Bill Maher on uh on you know, uh, Morning Joe and they were complaining too. He was complaining about what was he saying? Oh, the Democrats are going crazy. They're going to make Trump president again. So we're going to be blamed. Progressives once again will be blamed for the fact that the, the DLC cannot uh, abide really having true progressive democracy break out. So they're going to push a DLC corporate candidate on us and he will lose. And they'll, they'll blame us again. They'll blame uh, those who, who wanted Bernie or want, as they did in 2016. They'll blame. It wasn't Bernie's fault. Bernie would have won. Bernie went and campaigned for for Hillary Clinton. He he was the uh, the senator. He was he did more. I don't know what the what the statistic was. I think he he campaigned the most of any other campaigner for Hillary Clinton. He encouraged all his supporters to to rally and vote for her. And you know. But he's not a uh, he's not a dictator. I don't know what happened. She should have she should have waltzed away with that. I saw on the morning of the election on Huffington Post that the that what's his face that so called uh, great pollster Nate Silver had Hillary Clinton at like a ninety something percent chance of winning. So I I don't know. We all tried. We tr- uh, we would uh, we tried to avoid this. We didn't want fascism. All you got to do is have a little revolution, just like FDR said. That I don't. I'm trying to remember exactly how he put it, but he called it the uh, working people. I'm just paraphrasing now. Needed a revolution, and there you go. Otherwise, he saved. He saved democracy. He saved capitalism. Because why, why don't, that's the other thing. I can't stand this capitalism bullshit. That so, if it's such a great system, why does it constantly need propping up? Why does it not, never stop taking in bodies and blood and war? And, and it never, it's never enough. You constantly have to prop it up. You constantly have to, 
uh, undo the damage. Capitalism gave us this goddamn everything. It gave us climate change. It gave us this this rapacious, greedy, ghoul-centered, friggin' for-profit healthcare system that sucks and kills Americans. You know, uh, what's-his-face, Twitler said he's doing something, thank God somebody's doing something about vaping, right? It, it, that vaping, I think six people died or something. It's completely out of control. It doesn't matter how many people die from gun violence, how many people get have to go on GoFundMe and and beg for the, their treatment, me, mental and physical treatment that will last them a lifetime after being, uh, perhaps surviving, if they're lucky enough, one of the, our daily gun massacres. But, uh, yeah, vaping, sick people, six people die vaping, and we, we will move heaven and earth to do something about vaping. But not guns. Why? Why is that? Because, the, oh, okay, we have money in politics. In my mind, I heard, because of the Second Amendment, you know, they, we, they, they only have a few responses. We know them. They're, they're not that, they're not that clever, so... But they, uh, yeah, no, it's not the Second Amendment. We, the, what part of well-regulated militia don't you understand? That's what's so, that's another thing that annoyed me about the, about the Democratic debate was when, what's his, you know, why we say what's his face? Um, because sometimes I don't know their faces. Uh, when Beto said, he wanted to take people's guns away. Good. He said, he didn't say guns. He said assault weapons, weapons of war. But of course the right wingers are, are going nuts. And then there was the democratic candidate. What's his name? Now, now I don't remember his name. He's gone. Is it Chris Coons? Was he, was he a democratic candidate? I don't remember. You guys will need to tell me. There's so many, who, who can remember? Yes, so Chris Kuhn says that we will, we're going to be haunted by Beto's statement. So, because Beto said that, not that I'm a Beto fan, whatever. I, I, I'm not, I mean, I don't hate him. He's another one, though. He, he's another one. He will not win. What is his claim to fame? That he lost a, a, a race to the most hated Republican in the Senate? That's his... That's the experience we need? Somebody who couldn't win to Ted Cruz. He he is the most hated senator. Everybody hates Ted Cruz. Literally hates him. I mean, personally. He sucks. He's a, he's a hateful person. Even his children hate him. I don't know if you ever saw that video of his 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 daughter flicking at her him like flick ew, get away from me you're disgusting like you would flick a spider like ew get away ew that's the visceral re reaction any normal person has to ted cruz he's a vile human being just look at the fact that D donald trump mocked his wife tweeted something that compared his the twitler's third tw trophy wife and Ted Cruz's wife together next, you know, side by side and Twitler mocked his, her, uh, Ted Cruz's wife's looks. How 
how much do you hate yourself, Ted Cruz's wife, whatever your name is? That's isn't that a deal breaker? If you're in a relationship with somebody and they allow a a sociopath, a a con man, to mock your looks, especially not even in a in a small social setting, they would be bad enough to the world. And Ted Cruz's wife is still with him. She still allows him to crawl into bed with her and climb on top of her. Are you kidding me? Disgusting. These people have no, they're disgusting. These are Republicans. Remember. So Chris Coon says, I'm a gun owner. Chris Coon says on CNN, my sons and I have gone skeet shooting and hunting. And frankly, I don't want to have, I don't want to, I don't think having our presidential candidates like Congressman O'Rourke did say that we're going to try and take people's guns against their will is wise policy. Shut the fuck up with the skeet shooting too. I'm a shooter. I'm a, I like shooting things. I like making death all over the place and, and go, making things go boom, boom. How co- you always have to couch it like that. You have, uh, otherwise, you're not taken seriously. This, this is the Democratic, fake-ass Democratic Party that I honestly can't wait to never see again, really. One of these days, one of these days, the likes of a Chris Coons, but I guess, you know, the way that they'll say to me, oh, well, you ha- these are Democrats who win in, uh, in, in conservative states. Okay. Why are there conservative states? I don't know. Th- this country's effed up. What's, what, what, is, what are they peddling in conservative states? Well, it's time to really put them in their place, frankly. How much time do we constantly have to pander to them? Why don't they pander to us? You know, the, you, I always say this, too, but it pisses me off because you'll have these right-wingers from all these conservative states going around saying, like, they don't want to be like, oh, Massachusetts liberals and California liberals, Chicago liberals, or New York values. That's what something that Ted Cruz says. Oh, remember New York values? Yeah, like like running into b- burning buildings and when we're attacked, saving people. You know, I, I'm sure... Ted Cruz knows nothing about that because he's a coward, a selfish piece of shit. So what would he know about sacrifice anyway? But they, uh, you know, they're, uh, we, we don't do that then, to them. You don't hear a Democratic candidate or somebody from a, from a blue state say, oh, these Tennessee hicks or whatever you would call them. We don't want to have values like them. They're constantly pandering to them. They have to say, I like shooting guns. Yeehaw. I like going to a skeet shoot. Like, that's some kind of claim to fame. I love NASCAR. Why don't you just own it? Own who the F you are with pride. While they can go go shoot a skeet. I don't give a shit. But why is that better? Why is that uh, some kind of elevated ideology, an elevated hobby? I like shooting shit and making things dead, too. Like any red-blooded American asshole. Not like these New York values motherfuckers who uh, do things like go to museums and eat salad, and maybe they're conscious. They don't eat, they don't just shove shit in their mouths. They look at, they want to see what they're eating, and maybe they give a shit. 
that they're not eating that they, uh, i don't know they they care that the, the animals they're they're shoving down their unconscious gullets aren't weren't living in a life of a suffering and stuffed to the gills with antibiotics or living in a, a gestation crate oh you know I hate these people. That's what annoys me about Democrats. I like skate shooting. I, I, I love guns. We all do. Who doesn't love a gun? I just had a gun in my mouth last night. I just, I, I mean, oh, I mean, did I say that out loud? Right? Oh, oh, guns. We all love guns, don't we? Really? Especially when they're murdering children, when they're blowing children apart. That's so great. When an M16, when you have an assault rifle, and shooting a five-year-old and they can't get up because their insides are completely blown to shreds. There's no helping them. So that's freedom for you. Good old American freedom. Uh, we're going to be haunted by Beto saying that, yeah, goddamn right we're taking your assault ri rifles, your assault, your weapons of war. There's no reason for you to have it. And that's it's bullshit to think that you're going to stand up against the government? That's, your, that's what they tell each other. The, the founders put... And that's a lie, of course. Let me set them straight. The, the founders did not add the... The Second Amendment isn't there. So you, you can rise up against your government. That's what a fucking election is for, asshole. The, the founders didn't put in a... The uh, the Second Amendment remedies. I know that's what they. This is what they're talking about. What they're talking about is violence. They're talking about armed revolution, you know, and which is the ant antithesis of this thing. So they can't win on the field of ideas. So they're gonna get out a gun. That's not democracy. That's not America. That's tyranny. You tedious right wing tools. And it's uh, don't tell me, oh, you're going to stand up to the government because you don't like, oh, the government's going to be afraid of you. They're not afraid of you with your two, with your assault weapon. They're not because they have nuclear weapons. They have uh, air, they have jets, they have drones. You stupid morons. That's why I'm so sick of them. And then Chris Coons, we, oh, we're going to be haunted. Uh, I have gone skeet shooting. Um, good for you, Chris Coons. You're, you're a real man. Boom, boom. You make a boom. You made things go blow up. O'Rourke said in no uncertain terms that his administration would force gun owners to surrender certain types of firearms. I'm reading this off of the Washington Examiner, which is a right-wing site, as we know. Force gun owners to surrender certain types. You know, quote-unquote, certain types. Not that, not that they explain what those certain types are. Certain types meaning M16s, assault weapons, AK-47s, things that uh, make that were made to murder as many human beings in in a short period of time. If the high impact, high velocity round, uh, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside your body because it was designed to do that, O'Rourke said. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used on our fellow Americans anymore. Yeah, that's right. Good. Good. And Kuhn says something. What Did he, did he say it was going to... Wait, hold on. I thought he said it was going to haunt us. 
we're, we're going to be haunted by by this statement. You're not helping. Haunted? Not like not that uh, the dead children haunt this asshole. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm looking on common dreams. Cowardly Democratic Senator Coons attacks Beto for standing up to the NRA. Oh. By the time, but, but wait, oh, rock. But the time for letting status quo politics determine how far we can go. If we agree that having millions of weapons of war on the street is a bad idea, we have to do something about it. Okay, yes, yes. I frankly think, this is what Coons says, that clip will be played for years at Second Amendment rallies. Yeah, good. I hope it is. Why are we running away from who we are? Wait, you see what I'm saying, Tara Jr.? Get down, please, please. I can't. I can't. Um, let me see. I'm a gun owner. Oh, yes, I said that already. It's unreal, though. Uh, the pandering. That's what is so irritating. Oh, and speaking of pandering, what time is it? Okay, not speaking of pandering. Um, I'm just keeping track of the time because I know we have to end at a certain time. That is different because we got a late, little late start. Let me see. Let me take a break, actually. Do I need to take a break? Yeah, I need some more coffee. And then I'll get into the pandering of... What's his name? <laughs> I'm sorry. I say, what's his name? I have a, my, these are my verbal tics. I say, what's his name? I say things. Sometimes, you know, we have our little verbal tics. And all right, guys, like I always say, my name is Tara Devlin. I say that a lot because that is my name. It's a very Irish name. That's, and I was thinking of, Bob Alexander moving to Canada, and I was kind of envious, frankly. And I, some people know, as I was speaking about this on the show, that I, I am in the process. I'm not. I wouldn't say in the process. I got my grandparents' birth certificates and my father's birth certificate because I want to get my Irish citizenship. And I did, I have to get their death certificates. And I, what else do I need? I need to do something else. But I have to get them notarized and whatnot. I don't, not, I'm not sure what I have to do. I have to look it up. But it's you. I can get Irish citizenship because my grandparents were, were born in Ireland. They were Irish citizens. And But I thought about uh, Bob Alexander. And, and I thought about what we were speaking about on the show a couple of weeks ago about immigration. The immigrants are the bold people. They are go-getters. They, they are risk-takers. And there are studies that, that prove this. And I thought about how I, you know, am I a risk-taker? That's what I thought about. I guess I'm not because maybe I should have just done it. It's scary to pick everything up and go somewhere else. But, uh, you know, I mean, then I think, oh, I'm too old to do it. I wish I had done it 20 years ago. And, but, and I thought about Bob Alexander. That's, that is our loss. What he, that he left, him and his family, that they, how many people do, do we lose 
because they can no longer take it. How many go-getters, how many bold uh, former Americans get the F out of here because they can't stand it anymore? And I wondered how if I would reach that point because as much as I want to do it, it's also it's a it's scary. I have everybody that I know is here. My family is here, of course. Uh, what I, um, you know, it's 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 a scary proposition. So am I a am I a bold person? That's what I was thinking. Maybe I I need to do it. I don't know, just to be to be bold, but. Then I thought, I wouldn't feel this way if we had many, if we had, let's say, universal health care, if we had a more equal society. Of course, I wouldn't. One of the stressors in my life in general, in many people's lives, is health care. Wondering, am I going to get sick? What will happen to me? Because I have to, because I work. I don't work. I mean, I work for myself. If I were, if I got sick, I'd be, I'd be SOL, buddies. What would happen to me? I, where would I go? I'd have to move in with family or something. If I got really sick, I would lose my apartment. I would, what would happen? You know? So it would be a really amazing stressor off of the shoulders of, the, of every citizen in, in this country. But it's not just why, the only reason why I, I, I always advocate for universal health care. It's not just the personal thing. That's the other thing that annoys me with, well, with Joe Biden, with, with everybody, with all these politicians. This is personal to me because you have an experience with it. Why, why can't it be personal just because it's right? It's the correct thing to do. But stop moving, uh, you know, moving. I just saw somebody said they moved to Spain on the chat and move when in my mind start you know stop thinking of things in your from your own tiny myopic little self and it's the it's that's not what what we are supposed to be about that's the other thing this country is supposed to be about united states what is united we're in this together but anyway, all right, I'm going to take a break because I need a, I need a drink. I need a coffee, God damn it. And I don't know, guys. Thank you for putting up with me. That's all I can say. All right, let's see. We're going to do, as we always do, the Green News Report and Labor History in two. So it's going to be about eight minutes, a little less than eight this time. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you on the other side. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. You need to know that your stand is our stand. Global trade unions commit to walk out for global climate strike. Parts of the planet have already warmed two degrees Celsius. 
The benefits of investing in climate adaptation far outweigh the costs, report finds. Plus, the demonization of carbon dioxide is just like the demonization of the poor Jews under Hitler. Prominent climate science denier departs the Trump White House. Good riddance. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Because you don't believe in climate change um, at all. Uh, you made a comment. Just a minute. In, just a minute. Just a you, minute. You I believe in climate change. change. No, Shut up. It's so sad to see another stable genius leave the White House. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, scientists say we must keep the planet from rising two degrees Celsius, but now we're learning that parts of the planet are already doing so. Yes, unfortunately, a new data analysis by the Washington Post shows that parts of the planet have already crossed that two degrees Celsius threshold of warming. That's the limit above pre-industrial temperatures that world governments agreed to not go beyond in the United Nations Paris Climate Accord. The new analysis finds that accelerating man-made global warming is adding new hot zones, including including parts of the U.S. and much of Europe. In total, about a tenth of the planet's land regions have already warmed two degrees Celsius. The analysis also found that global warming is changing the global circulation of winds, which is in turn altering key ocean currents, shifting them to new locations, and that is changing precipitation patterns that are key to agriculture. Meanwhile, the tallest peak in Sweden has lost its title, thanks to climate change. Two hotter than average Average summers have eroded the glacier cap on Mount Kebnekaise, located above the Arctic Circle. Which mountain? Kebnekaise. Oh. Scientists say that over the last 50 years, the height of Kebnekaise's tallest peak has dropped by nearly 79 feet. Accelerating glacier melt around the world has serious implications for regions that are reliant on glaciers for drinking water and hydroelectric power. However, the benefits of investing in climate adaptation far outweigh the costs. According to a major new report from the Netherlands-based Global Commission on Adaptation, investing in adaptation measures such as early warning systems and resilient infrastructure would generate a massive return. And simultaneously with reducing emissions, they say such investment would help avoid climate apartheid, in which wealthy individuals can afford to protect themselves while the rest of the world suffers. Sounds familiar. The report calculates that investing less than $2 trillion globally on adaptation Adaptation projects would return more than $7 trillion in total net economic benefits. They conclude it's much cheaper to adapt now than to pay the much higher cost of damages later. Some good news. Senior Trump White House advisor and prominent climate science denier Dr. William Happer is leaving the administration after failing to convince them to launch an adversarial review of climate science to undermine the national climate assessment. Couldn't Happer to a nicer guy. Dr. Happer, who is is not a climate scientist, famously likened attacks on fossil fuels to the demonization of Jews under Hitler. But like CO2 in the atmosphere, Happer's climate denial will remain in the White House long after he is gone. 
Finally, the global climate strike is set for Friday, September 20th, in conjunction with the United Nations Climate Action Summit in New York. Youth climate strikers are staging marches and demonstrations in more than 150 countries to demand their governments act on global warming. The Swedish teen climate activist who inspired the climate strike, Greta Thunberg, is in the U.S. after crossing the Atlantic on a zero-emissions solar-powered racing boat. She will speak to U.N. leaders and join a climate strike out Inside the Trump White House. On CBS This Morning, she explained why. I want to do what is right. I want to make sure that I have done everything in my power to, to stop this crisis from happening, to prevent it. And that I promised myself that I, I will do everything I can, and that is what I'm trying to do. And workers around the world say they will walk out of work to join the strike on September 20th, including employees of Amazon, Microsoft, and other tech companies in the United States. This week, the head of the International Trade Union Confederation, Sharon Burrow, announced their members will also join the global climate strikes around the world where laws allow. For unions, we've said for a very long time, There are no jobs on a dead planet. No jobs on a dead planet. Well said. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. All right. I had to come back early, guys, because something went wrong with the with the movie there my name is tara devlin sorry to jump in so quickly it's not eight minutes but i hope you guys got your coffee and whatever else you were doing pull your pants back up get back in the game here let's do it my name is tara devlin we meet here every saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m eastern on the rdt daily facebook and youtube channels hopefully usually well maybe one day It'll all go off smoothly. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, please give the show a review on iTunes. I mean, a good one. If you don't like the show, get lost. I can't deal deal with you today. Don't say anything at all. That's all I can say. As your mother would tell you, if you don't like something, just don't say anything at all. Right? Just shut up. (laughs) Do do your own show. If you don't like this show, do say, hey, Tara, look, this is how a show is done. Let me show you. Give me a lesson in, in shows. I want to thank all my patrons, my growing family of patrons. Thank you very much for being the reason that I get up in the morning sometimes. I think of you. I'm not even kidding. I feel less alone in this goddamn world. When I'm uh, thinking of the fact that when I when I do the show, I I think of you uh, and I and every, every when I'm feeling down during the week. That's why I want to do more weekday specials. And when things get crazy, I I think about we're in this together. I see you, and I think of you, and it keeps me going. I hope I'm not sounding too much of a buffoon saying something like that, but I want to thank you. And uh, I just let me thank personally the. The patrons, Anthony S., Cynthia O. Damsky Katz, Daniel S., Deborah W., Dwayne G., Gal P., George L., Hi-Fi Guy, Haiku, James S., Jane C., Jim A., 
Joan, Z, Joey, B, John, J, Kathleen, Katie, O, K, Mark, F, Mark, Martin, S, Martin, D, Michael, L, B, Michael, L, D, Paradu, Paul, M, B, Peter, R, Randall, B, Sam, S, Susan, S, Teresa, S, and Tony, S. So thank you, guys. The list is getting longer, and I appreciate that. That's really great. One day we'll have a we'll have too many people to list personally, and hopefully that that day will come soon. And we'll do the show every day. That's just how how it'll go. We'll do the show every day, and then we'll have Saturday specials. Do you know what I mean? Won't that be fun? All right. Well, and hopefully we'll be working in a free democratic society. Uh-oh, here comes trouble again. <laughs> oh, come on. Why? Why? God damn it. S- sit down. Sit down. They don't want to hear this shit. People come here for a show. And if you're listening on, on Progressive Voices now, on, on this, on the just audio, you don't see that there's a cat here now. It jumps up. Sit down. Sit. All right. Well, let's get back to business. I know. You love me. I'm talking to the cat. He's in love with me. This cat is in love with me. It's not even funny. I'm in love with the cat. I love this cat. He is a baby. I love him. But I... He's very clingy, but then I feel, as I always say, I have to remember... I'm going to miss this cat. If anything ever happened to him, we're not having a show that day. I'm putting it that way. I love this cat. And if I can only find a human being to love me like this cat loves me, the way this cat looks at me, oh, my God. This cat is, he'll, he will lay next to me in bed. <laughs> yes, I sleep with my cats. And he puts out his paw and he touches my face. <laughs> He loves me. It's crazy. Don't tell me. This is why I don't eat animals, too. That's the other thing. Because they have love. They feel things. They feel fear. And speaking of, this is a good segue, actually, because one of the things that really pissed me off about the Democratic debate was this with Cory Booker. Now, Cory Booker is a vegan. Good for him. And instead of using, and it kind of goes into what we were saying in the in the first part, in the, right before the break, how Chris Coons, how we all got to talk about how we shoot, love shooting shit thing. I'm a hunter. I, I'm a fighter. I love kicking things down when they're down. You know, I can relate. So uh, same thing here. The the this uh, you know, Booker clip really pissed me off. Here we go. Booker, uh, let me ask you about Brazil. After the recent fires in the Amazon, some experts suggested that eating less meat is one way to help the environment. You are a vegan since 2014. That's obviously a personal choice. But President Trump and Brazil's President Bolsonaro are concerned that climate change regulations could affect economic growth. So should more Americans, including those here in Texas and and in Iowa, follow your diet? Um, you know, first of all, I want to say no. I, I, actually, I want to translate that into Spanish. No. Um, <laughs> 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 
Look, on, let's like, just be shut clear. Shut the fuck up, really. You know, that was such a missed opportunity. No, I wouldn't. Why? How would I expect you as an American to give a shit about not just the animals that you're shoving in your gullet, but the planet that you live on? Why would I ever, I would never tax you, American people. I would never challenge you to change, to maybe look at yourself and your diet. How, how could I do that? I mean, I would, it's a personal choice. Of course it is. But what a missed opportunity to explain. To tell people no and then let me, let me translate that into Spanish. Oh, ha, 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 har, har. And so the moderator says, oh, President Trump, so-called President Trump, and Bolsonaro claim that regulation or whatever the hell he said, who gives a shit what Trump and Bolsonaro say? They are the problem. They're the reason we are where we are, that the planet is reaching to uh, 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 the tipping point where there is no return. But the fact is, UN, the UN climate change report calls for humans to eat less meat, to change our diet, to save ourselves by eating less meat. So uh, here we go. Uh, this is from the journal of the International Journal of Science called Nature. The report on global land use and agriculture comes amid accelerating deforestation in the Amazon. Eat less meat. UN climate change report calls for change to human diet. Of course, there's one thing that people can do to to do something today about this effed up system that we're in. The in uh, the, 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 the 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 you know we're supposed to care. I can't even talk tonight. I'm like blah, 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 I'm stumbling over my words. We're supposed to care so much. We're Democrats, but no, no, I have to pander to the majority of the country, not majority, a minority of the country that is holding us back by our ankles, keeping us down, harming the planet. Let's be greedy. Let's be stupid. Let's be unconscious. Me, Cory Booker, I will never challenge you to open your goddamn minds and change or do something different. Why would I do that? You know, I mean, we were able to mobilize during World War II. We were able to mobilize and people would change their behavior because there was some kind of, you know, there was a crisis. Why, wh why can't we focus our human energies on some, on, on, on a Green New Deal, on a, 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 a you know, a sustainable planet? This is what I always say after 9-11. This is why Republicans are evil on top of everything else. They suck. We could have used that event to get us away from fossil fuels altogether. To have, uh, uh, because of that unifying moment where people were, uh, you know, it, it was. That's, I mean, that's what it was. People were together. We were, but they exploited it to to uh you know kill more americans to 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 fulfill a mission of corporate aggression that they had for for decades since clinton was it decades now but you know since the project for a new american century maybe it was decades i don't know they wanted to go into iraq and they wanted regime change in iraq and they needed their unifying event and they got one with 911 but instead of using that event for their 
nefarious uh you know warmongering they could have used if if someone if if it was al gore this is what i always say with al gore if he was actually if he actually fulfilled the role of president that he was voted to the end 9-11 even happened 9-11 might not have even happened and that's a whole other story i believe they might have even stopped it because we did have warnings if i'm not saying 9-11 was an inside job i have no idea whatever I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that we did have warnings. Osama bin Laden determined to strike within the United States that Bush ignored and said, yeah, go home. You did your you did your duty. So who knows? Maybe we wouldn't have even had a 9-11. But if instead of, let's say it happened, instead of using that to go to war, uh, to attack a country that didn't attack us, Maybe we used it to advance ourselves and get away from fossil fuels altogether once and for all. That would have been a a positive unifying event. But, you know, Republicans don't do that. They don't do that. Do you think if it were, do you think a Republican could have uh, rallied the American people to go to the moon? No. Uh, in 10 years, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to put a human being on the moon and land them safely back home. Bullshit. No, they, they forget about it. Republicans will be like, no, I need a tax break. I need your social security. In 10 years, we're going to steal your social security. For God's sakes. But, yeah, the so where is this article here? The special report on climate change and, and land by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change describes plant-based that I'm sorry describes plant-based diets as a major opportunity for mitigating and adapting to climate change and includes a policy recommendation to reduce meat consumption. On August 8th, the IPCC released a summary of the report, which is designed to inform upcoming climate negotiations amidst, amidst the worst worsening cli- uh, global climate crisis more than 100 experts around half of whom hail from developing countries work to compile the report we don't want to tell people what to eat says hans otto portner an ecologist who co-chairs the ipcc's working group on impacts adaptation and vulnerability but it would indeed be beneficial for both climate and human health if people in many rich countries consumed less meat and if politics would create an appropriate incentive to that effect well there you go another missed opportunity where republicans i mean we're democrats see i keep making that mistake because it's hard to tell sometimes where democrats have to pretend to be right-wingers is that really what you think cory booker why wouldn't you be be a goddamn leader? That's what's so sickening about them. Why you you have this platform where millions of Americans are watching you and you do nothing but make the situation worse. No. I don't want why would I challenge you to change or do something different or open your mind? You're a fucking American. You're a dumb dumb bastard American. You're stupid enough to vote for a Trump. I'm trying to win your vote. Uh, despite receiving fewer votes, that asshole's in the White House. We don't, want, we don't expect you to do anything, Americans, because whatever, you know, you're an American. That's your birthright. Be a stupid dupe. Take, shove shit in your gullet. 
take as much as you want. Don't don't think about it. That's your birthright. Don't think about what your the impact on the planet or 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 whether the creatures are suffering that you're you're ingesting. Uh, that's your you know why would I challenge you? I'm a Democrat. I don't lead. That's really what he's saying. No, and no. Really funny. Real real hearty har har. As where uh ha- where every year the uh the winters get. What, I just saw this whole thing where they don't they can't even have um the ice uh, the what do you call it the you know the Iditarod where the the huskies race on the you know on the ice there's no ice they're racing with wheels now they because the ice they, they there's no ice for the sleds so things are happening and where the planet is melting down it's happening right before our eyes they know about it and you know i'm uh, i'm i'm cory booker no and no hardy hardy har uh, I'm so sick of these right-wing panderers. Instead of pushing us, pushing this country, using their platform to push us where we need to go, to educate people, these pandering bastards are part of the problem. Don't you see? I mean, really, we are, this is like a fire. We're living in a house on fire, and these idiots are saying, don't get the don't get the extinguisher. I would never pester you to get off your fat ass and get the extinguisher to do something different. Just sit there. It's really unbelievable. And that's why I support Bernie Sanders. At least he has been advocating for the, the correct policies for, for years, for decades. He hasn't changed. He's not, I, I wonder... If Bernie was if uh, was handed that question, what he would do with it? Honestly, I mean, he's not a vegan, but I'm sure you would. There's a way to put it. You don't tell people what to eat. You say, "I'm not telling you what to eat," but according to the IPCC, we can we can uh, mitigate the the impact of climate change by having a, a meatless Monday or wherever the hell. You know what I mean? Open effing people's minds you freaking panderers oh my god these democrats are going to kill us all you understand they what uh, we know what history is going to say about republicans they're going to revile them but what will it say about the pandering democratic party the so the dlcers right i'm looking at the chat it's daddyism. Daddy says men eat meat. Yeah, of course you got to eat meat. You know, don't think about it. <laughs> just eat, just eat, eat. Don't think about what you're putting in your mouth. Just do it. That's the American way. I'm not saying Corey's the devil, Paradu. I'm just saying it's another example of how. Why, why are we trying to pretend to be Republican? Uh, do we don't need the Republicans to win? We don't. The there are first of all there are more Democrats, registered Democrats in the country. Okay, so how? Well, actually, there are more independents. That's the most. The majority of people are registered independent, but then you have there are next there are registered Democrats, and then so really we don't need the Republicans. We just need to get independents, and we need to activate the base to come out and vote. And we also need independents to vote for for uh, 
for normal people. But and the I know the argument is that we have to be moderate. So the independents will vote for for the because they they don't want these crazy left wingers. And uh, every morning on Morning Joe, I hear how oh it's uh, the only way we're going to blow it. In fact, that's what um, that's what Bill Maher said. The only way we're going to blow it is we run a crazy left winger. That the fact is that's not the way we're going to blow it. The way we will blow it is if we have a a moderate. Somebody who has nothing to offer but the same old shit. That's how we're going to blow it. We're not only going to blow it, we are going to set up the future for failure, for, for entrenched oligarchy forever and ever. Amen. That's, it's really, that's it. That's, we need to get out the base. We need to activate young people and, the, and, and Democrats, the progressive wing, the, the passionate wing of the party, the 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 uh, to, to come out and vote so we're not going to do that if you have the best you can do is i'm not twitler and disaffected the the people who went from obama to to twitler are not going to vote for joe biden they're not they're not they'll they'll vote for twitler again they or they won't even vote but yeah, I mean that's my opinion, but I felt this. I felt I felt it the last time. I I was kind of in denial, but I do know that after I feel this. I don't know if it's right. Of course, it's just a feeling. But if the when when Hillary lost, I I know this is something that Democrats hate to hear. But you know, Bernie would have won. The fact is, people were, they're sick of being screwed. The, it's not, and you notice how the, the elections there, like, we go back and forth, Republicans, and then people vote Democratic, and be, because everybody's promising change. And all the while, we're plummeting down, and the United States is becoming the most unequal. They're not, when did this start happening? When did this phenomenon happen? It was because the working class knows they're getting a raw deal. So it, as the United States come, becomes more unequal and these, the parties come in and they promise change, I mean, Obama literally ran on change we can believe in. And then he comes in and what did he do? What did he really change? Yes, we had Obamacare, but this is another example of, of Democrats acting like Republicans. We should have pushed for the uh, Medicare for all. And if we end up with Obamacare with a public option, that's how it is. But the fact is, Obama disaffected the base. That's why he lost in the midterms. It wasn't because um, he... Uh, I've heard many excuses that that the American people didn't vote in the midterms because we thought, oh, well, Obama's got this. That's bullshit. What happened was he started making fucking deals with John Boehner. He put Social Security on the table and he took the public option off the table and it and it pissed people off. That's why we lost that, that seat in Massachusetts after, Ken, after Ted Kennedy died for the first time in, in how many years. It was a message to... To Obama. Wait, I see my hair sticking up. It's annoying me. So, 
and it's because Obama he thought he would he would win Republicans over by acting like a Republican, and all he did was piss off his the people who voted for him. I I was one of them. I remember. I remember being mad. I re- I wrote him a letter, like a like a letter in the mail, and I sent him a book for about FDR called Traitor to His Class. Not that he read it, uh, but it was a message. But and and then I I said to myself, and I actually wrote an article about this many years, maybe not many years, but it was years ago. But after he was elected, not uh, not many years after. That's what I'm saying. Uh, called uh, or maybe it wasn't called that, but traitor to his class. Because I thought, oh yeah, I wanted F- I wanted Obama to be the next FDR, but I did get a traitor to his class at least. I remember writing that. So we were pissed. Progressives were pissed off because he he did what all these these middle of the road Democrats do. He he tried to woo Republicans, and there is no wooing fascism you are either with them or you are against them you are they're they're not interested in having a functioning democracy they're not interested in compromise they don't need you to be their buddy they they needed him to be a demon and they it didn't matter what he was he tried to do whether he handed them their very policies that they proposed right back at them they rejected it because they needed him to be a demon more than they needed to work with him. Because they're not interested in working with him. They, Republicans are not interested in democracy. Are we getting it yet? Did we see what went on in North Carolina? That is the model for what will happen in the rest of the country. When they take over, finally, once and for all. And what are we going to do for, about it? It's all where democracy is hanging by a thread here. And um, now I know that they're they're going to they're supposedly starting impeachment here. And what I don't even know what went on this week about that, because they were saying it's yes, we are investigating impeachment, but it's not impeachment or whatever. The fact is, Trump is a crook. There, he has committed crimes. He is taking bribes, and not only that. Besides that, the 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 lists of of charges against Trump, one of which is including him ignoring subpoenas. That was one of the charges against Nixon. Why is it okay for him to do it? For Twitler to do it? He right there, right there, and then the, the him being a Putin puppet, um, a, a pal to dictators. That should be enough. But no. What Republicans did this week was they, in North Carolina, they, now here's the other thing. So after the Democratic debate, all day, of course, if you watch MSNBC, the corporate media, they, they just go through every the debate over and over each different show it's the same goddamn show they they talk about the same thing over and over aren't there other things to talk about like this what's going on why uh why and use the platform to talk about the fact that the north carolina house of representatives voted on wednesday to override democratic governor roy cooper's veto of the state budget 
when only half of the 120 members were around because they told the Democrats that there would be no votes that day. So the Democrats were out at 9-11 memorials. That's how disgusting the Republicans are. They're vile. They're cheats. They grift. They hate democracy. It is not about working with them. So I don't want to hear Amy Klobuchar say, oh, I can work with Republicans. What are you working with? Are you going to work with them to dismantle uh, uh, more of democracy, to gerrymander more, to kick more people off of health care, to make sure that more of us become indentured servants to the bank, more, maybe, maybe instead of one-third of the American people not being able to retire, you could make it so half of us can't retire. Or how about instead of 35,000 Americans needlessly dying every year for lack of access to health care, maybe you could make it 70,000 if you work with them. You meet them halfway. It's not enough. Not enough death going on for Republicans. So how do they get away with it? And that's that's the model that they're going to bring to the the to the rest of the country, and they're bringing it already. Look at what Mitch McConnell does, the grave digger of American democracy. And Nancy Pelosi's on TV saying, uh, calling Mitch McConnell the Grim Reaper, but there's no, there's no power behind it. I, I, I don't know, man. It's time for new leadership. I know Nancy, what is, I mean, whatever. Nancy Pelosi is, uh, she's a good fundraiser, apparently, but in a, in a corrupt system, that's, that's, I guess, I guess that's a plus. You're good at, uh, gathering the bribes up, but if you're, you've been in government for 40 years or more, I don't know when, when she got in government, same thing for Joe Biden, but look at what's happened in those 40 years. We went from the most to the least upwardly mobile. And now we have, there are certain candidates and there are young representatives and there are older candidates running for president who understand what the true problem is. And this, this establishment, this DLC Corporate machine, this corporate-backed machine wants it to stay the same. And they're not recognizing the fundamental change that needs to happen. Oh, and before we, I know we, uh, we're running out of time, but, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, one of the things I wanted to play, besides the other clips from that debate, was that rambling Biden answer about... What the hell was the question? Uh, it was unbelievable. Telling people, telling, uh, I, I don't know. Let me let me just play it and we'll talk about it. I'm sure you've seen it, but just in case. ...and race. In a conversation about how to deal with segregation in schools back in 1975, you told a reporter, I don't feel responsible for the sins of my father and grandfather. I feel responsible for what the situation is today, for the sins of my own generation, and I'll be damned if I feel responsible to pay for what happened 300 years ago. You said that some 40 years ago. But as you stand here tonight, what responsibility do you think that Americans need to take to repair the legacy of slavery in our country? 
Well, they have to deal with the, the look, there is institutional segregation in this country. And from the time I got involved, I started dealing with that. Redlining, banks, making sure that we are in a position where, look, we talk about education. I propose that what we take is those very poor schools, the Title I schools, triple the amount of money we spend from 15 to 45 billion a year, give every single teacher a raise to the equal raise of getting out of the $60,000 level. Number two, make sure that we bring in to help the, student, the, the teachers deal with the problems that come from home. The problems that come from home, we need, we have one school psychologist for every 1,500 kids in America today. What? It's crazy. The teachers are, and I'm married to a teacher, my deceased wife is a teacher. They have every problem coming to them. We have to make sure that every single child does, in fact, have three, four, and five-year-olds go to school. School, not daycare. <laughs> school. We bring social workers into homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. ...and race. Oh, well. In a conversation... I we bring social workers into homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want, they don't know quite what to do. What? Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words. A kid coming from a very poor school, or a very poor background, will hear four million words fewer spoken by the time they get there. There's Thank so you, much we, no, I'm, I'm going to go like the rest of them do, twice over, okay? <laughs> Because, because here, here's the deal. The deal is that we've got this a little backwards. And by the way, in Venezuela, we should be allowing people to come here from Venezuela. I know Maduro. What I've confronted Maduro. Number two, you talk about the need to do something in Latin America. I'm the guy that came up with $740 million. Okay. Wow. I was stunned watching that. And yes, it's better than Trump. It's better than the shit that comes out of Trump's mouth. Rambling is better. But will it be Trump? Put him up against Trump uh, on a debate stage. Trump, you want to talk about low blows. That's the other thing. When he's saying Julian, Julian Castro it, it was, hit him low blow. A low blow. First of all, he wasn't, it wasn't a low blow. It was the truth as we played, but what do you think Trump is going to do? Low blow? That's Trump. All Trump has are low blows and he's not, it doesn't look good to have one rambling idiot next to another. I'm not calling Joe Biden an idiot. I'm just, but another rambling old man. So we have to have two rambling old codgers on stage, but do you think what's going to happen? The, the the you think young people are going to get out there and vote for for that? No, they'll stay home. And uh, especially when he's promising nothing's going to change. And Trump will win again because his base is motivated to save him. They don't they, he's Jim Jones to these assholes. We know that. And you're not inspiring anybody, Joe Biden. He needs to retire. Take a hint, man. All of these right-wing Democrats, it's uh, when does it stop being helpful st uh, when, and, and start just simply being hubris? <clears throat> I'm not the only one that's saying that, that Joe Biden needs to go. He needs to get out of the way. He needs, because it's, 
he's if he was an effective candidate, that would be fine. But he's not even a, an effective candidate. It's he's rambling. Well, he's in a friendly, uh, you know, he's on a home. He's on the home team. He's he's not in a hostile environment, and it's it's rambles. And I'm uh, I'm not being treated fairly. It's a low blow. I didn't expect that. Remember that. Oh, I didn't expect that. And on top of it, everything that uh, his history of um, uh, uh, his votes for uh, for NAFTA, for the Iraq War, for uh, you know against busing, all of these things will d- depress the vote that the Republicans are going to hit him on, and we know this for a fact. Because he's apparently, what's his name? One of, uh, a, I'm trying to find his tweet. Anand Girahandas, if I'm saying his, Giraha, you know, you know what I mean. He's a writer. He was on AM Joy today, and he was saying that he was already approached because Joe Biden, he wrote an article about how Joe Biden needs to go, and that his, um, that his whole rambling about, about putting on the record player is from a debunked study. It, it it betrays the fact that he's he's wedded to the past. That the, he even though he's not a Nazi, obviously he's not overtly racist. He's not coming down an elevator saying Mexicans are bringing drugs and blah 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 blah. But the fact is, uh, he has that subtle racism of the of the old white man who's never changed. There's other people on that stage, namely Bernie, who's an old white man. And he doesn't have the same problem. Joe Biden seems to have this problem. He referencing this study where it's a debunked study that says children in poor families hear less words by the time they're three, and that affects them. Did you know that kids growing up in poverty hear 30 million fewer words by age three? Chances are, if you're a type of person who reads the newspaper or listens to NPR, you've heard that statistic before. Since 1992, this finding has, with unusual power, shaped the way educators, parents, and policymakers think about educating poor children. But did you know that the number comes from just one study? begun almost 40 years ago with just 42 families, that some people argue it contains a built-in racial bias. So anyway, that's an article on NPR. I'm looking at the time. I'm seeing I only have four minutes left. But um, he's citing the study on top of whatever else he was talking about, uh, Joe Biden on schools, Maduro, and record players. Okay, it's not, it's not funny. This, we're in a crisis, and it's getting worse. We were in a crisis two and a half years ago when Hillary Clinton was beaten. We were in a crisis when Obama was elected. And I was, like uh, many other normal people, were hoping that he would be that FDR candidate. Yeah, uh, he's better. He's a great president. He's, I'm sure he's a decent human being, but he had there, he wasn't a progressive. We're still the most unequal. He still didn't want to push uh, the progressive policies that we need. So it's not about just defeating Twitler. That's not good enough. I mean, we have an entire Republican Party to contend with. 
an entire right-wing cabal that has entrenched itself in our body politic and is murdering us from the inside. And if we don't recognize that, I know we, re we recognize it. Certain candidates recognize it, but certain candidates do not. So if we have a, a middle-of-the-road candidate coming in here, what is middle-of-the-road? I'm going to work with Republicans. I'm going to pretend that Twitler was normal, that this entire presidency, despite receiving fewer votes, was a normal, uh, a, a normal time in American history. We're going to validate that by, by, by reaching across the aisle and pretending that was normal instead of repudiating it. Everything it stood for and everything it rode in on, every crooked uh, gerrymander, every racist asshole, every whatever, every right-wing pander that it rode in on. Oh, my God. It's happening again. I might be losing a lot of people who watch the show by talking like this, but it is what it is. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to depress the boat. I want us to all win. We got to win. We have to win. But I'm telling you, I will say it every week. If we get a, a so-called moderate, what's going to happen? I don't think he's going to, that, that moderate will win. Okay. Let's say they do win, hopefully. And they're not going to change the fundamental rot in the system because they think it's fine to take that money in, the, in politics is fine. And they think that it's fine that we leave millions of people without health care and that students come out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to the banks and a third of American people can't retire and people are one paycheck away from the bread lines or the soup kitchen, let's say, the updated bread lines. Or pick one where you have to uh, hustle on your Uber to make ends meet, if that, to not even reach the standard of living that your grandparents thought was their birthright. If we don't have a candidate that recognizes the problem we will get another Twitler, and that Twitler will know how to spell. And, he, and that Twitler won't be on Twitter. That's all I hear these Republicans saying. Oh, I wish that he would stay off Twitter. Well, you'll get your wish. But by this time, it's going to be too late. And if that's the case, I'm get, I will get the hell out of here. I don't care how old I am. I'll get my Irish citizenship and I'll, I'll go find some, uh, I'll fi find some sugar mama to take care of me. Oh, my God. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out tonight. We're going to do it again, and I hope to do it one day during the week at least, at least one day. I'm not sure what day. I have to, have to remain flexible on that, but it'll probably be, probably be in the evening because of my schedule right now. And there we go. As I always say, listen. Yeah, take us with you. Take, let's all go. Paradu says on the chat, take us with you. Let's all go. God damn it. <laughs> Let's have a commune. No, I'm only kidding. Let's not. Yeah, I'm not telling you to have a commune. No, I'm only kidding. I'm not, a, I'm not into communes or anything. Am I? Maybe I would be. I've never been in a commune. I just want a normal, functioning, democratic republic that I was promised. Don't we all? Please become a patron. Please buy some merch if you can at the RDT Daily Merchandise Store. And if you become a patron, you're not just a patron of this show. You're a patron of RDT Daily, the Facebook page. Be follow us on Facebook. 
follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the goddamn YouTube. I don't know why we don't have more sus- subscribers. I see some of these liberal shows, I'm telling you, and I think, what the hell, man? How do they get hundreds of thousands of subscribers? And we're still at like 3,000? How is that possible? I don't get it, man. I see some of these shows. I'm like, what? where are they getting all these followers? Maybe I'm doing something wrong. I need an agent or something. I need somebody who knows what they're doing to take the wheel. And I don't mean Jesus. All right, listen, guys, as I always say, we stick together. We win. I hope I didn't bring you down tonight. Sometimes I can do that, I think. I don't mean it. We're on the right side of history. We know that. We're on the right side of humanity. We will win. But there's going to be a lot of fighting ahead. I know that. We need to stay focused. So I really do thank you for all your support. Otherwise, we'd be done for. I'd be done for, that's for sure. Listen, guys, I'm sorry. I keep saying listen a lot. I apologize. I'll work on that, too. Thank you for hanging out with me every Saturday evening. And I hope to see you more often. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. (laughs) I see you, Paradu. Yes, listening. (laughs) All right. We stick together. We win. I will see you next time.